welcome to Big Cow, the podcast where I, Philip Roger, talk to a special guest about the Big Cow. I'm Philip Roger, and today I'm joined by a returning guest, Maria Webb. Hello, Maria. Hello. So, Maria, have you seen the Big Cow since last time? You know what? I I haven't. I haven't. I haven't even thought about it. That much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm I, I hear that a lot. <laughs> Yeah, until yeah. until being invited back, I had temporarily forgotten about the big cow. Well, yeah, I, I like to think he still remains a bit in everyone's mind, even yeah. if you think you've forgotten. I definitely knew what you were referring to when <laughs> you brought it up again. Yeah, because you were in New Zealand recently. and I you, was. Were you able to perchance see the big cow I over the water? It. I saw it, standing in Australia. You just didn't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I didn't, yeah, I didn't think of photos or anything, so. Oh, that's fair enough. But yeah, so, but the big cow's still there. It, and is it? I, yeah, there's actually been more recent news about is it. Is it? He's now got, because uh, Geoff Pearson brought him out to, like, this, like, an agricultural fair, which was the first time since he'd been in the news, mm-hmm. and people were allowed to see him, and, like, he kind of he had to pay, but it was donations for a mental health charity, and I was like, that's nice. <laughs> also, when was that? Uh, when was that? October, I think. Okay. And also, he now has a friend who also cannot die, but this one is called Lucky and can't die for legal reasons. Is it a big cow as well? It's not not big, normal sized cow, but is evidence in an ongoing court case. What? So oh, cannot what? die oh. because someone stole this cow. Someone stole Lucky. Yeah. And how is it evidence? I'm not entirely sure. Like, they, it might be like witness protection. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they just need to be able to show the cow. They have to, like, say, change the cow's name. Yes. Yeah. Send it to another farm. He's <laughs> to start a new life. Yeah, fresh coat of paint <laughs> yeah, and yeah. some cow stilts. Like, paint and brown. Yeah. <laughs> he used to be a pig when it was stolen. <laughs> but, yeah. So he's do- he's doing well. Okay, good. Yeah. So, have you had any like experiences since then where there were any <laughs> cows or large objects? <laughs> or large objects, just yeah. in general. Since our last meeting, our last chat about the cow. Yeah. Um. You know what? This didn't happen, but um. <laughs> <laughs> Great start to an anecdote. <laughs> it did happen, but not like within the time frame we're talking about. Okay. It happened when my parents were in their twenties. Okay. They went for I don't know if I should, I'm going to tell you. Okay. Right. They went for a motorbike ride. They used to bike riding bikes. Yeah. They were um, biking through New Zealand, and my mum hit a cow with a bike. With a motorbike. Yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, they told they told me the story when I was back home. That's why I'm remembering it afresh. Yeah. Um, she hit a cow. She came off her bike, and Dad stopped, and he um, <laughs> he was like, "Oh my gosh, I need to like get an ambulance, but no cell phones, things like that." So I was figuring out what to do. And this cow did ultimately die. Oh, yeah. I know, really sad. Before it died, however. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, the equivalent of um, projectile vomiting, except, like, 
it wasn't vomit, it was shit. Okay. And just like all over my dad. <laughs> oh, your dad? All over my dad. So not the one you... No. <laughs> and there's just, I've just got this like mental image of my mum just like hitting a cow on the road, the cow not falling over, but her coming off her bike then the cow just, like, projectile shitting all over my dad before <laughs> then dying itself. Oh, boy. It's, like, the most horrific thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's come up now. Yeah. But <laughs> it's just, like, because there's kind of the image as well where it's, like, when you push down on a balloon and all it comes yeah. out, but it's a cow. And... Yeah. It, it's, like, it's, like, it was that cow's last... Yeah. thing it did before it died it knew it was going to die it's like yeah. I have one more move left on this <laughs> time to die as I live <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh but anyway that's the that's only cow kind of related thing I've gone vegan oh have you <laughs> yeah oh nice until Easter oh cool also starting before pancake day as well yeah yeah which gives Actually, it doesn't give much clue to the date of this episode, because this comes out the day after Pancake Day, so... Oh, on Ash Wednesday. Yeah. Mm. Oh, is, is <laughs> it Ash Wednesday? Yeah, because Pan- Pancake Day is Shrove Tuesday. Oh, alright. I didn't know they were the same week, so I thought Ash Wednesday was the lead-up to Easter. Yes. And as is Shrove Tuesday. Because, so, at Pancake Day developed because people were trying to cook up the last remaining things in their pantries yeah. before Lent. And Ash Wednesday is the beginning of Lent. Wait, so when's Easter? Easter is uh, normally, isn't it like six weeks after Easter? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. No, yeah. not six weeks, 40 days. I had, I had Ash Wednesday at the wrong end of the... Oh, you know, it, wrong it end doesn't of it. end with Ash Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know, but you can make vegan pancakes. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that's, that's nice. Mm. So that's sort of cow related. Yeah, it is. Like as I've as has come occasionally, this podcast has largely tracked my kind of like just feeling worse and worse about eating meat <laughs> yeah. and eating less of it, except chickens because I don't respect chickens. But you know what? Yeah, um, when I was I was vegetarian for about ten years, but would eat chicken. Yeah, because I hated chickens so much. <laughs> I mean, I think. You know, not to dunk on pescatarians, but I think that I've, like, to me personally, it makes more sense to eat chicken than fish. Because mm. overfishing is a big issue, mm. but chickens outnumber us considerably. <laughs> and. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's a. Uh, oh my gosh. We're, like, I, we decided to go vegan. It's me and Harry. We're doing it. Yeah. Um, because we wanted to try and learn how to cook better. That was, like, one of the main reasons. Yeah. Um, so it's like giving yourself that handicap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And actually, we've made some pretty good meals, but you have to be, like, quite proactive with them. Yeah. Oh, nice. Otherwise, yes. Yeah. You just eat Oreos. <laughs> oh, are they <laughs> vegan? Yeah. Isn't oh. that so disturbing? Yeah, I wouldn't have thought <laughs> what so. What are they made of? Like plant oil <laughs> yeah. so, did you ever because you know McFlurries from mm-hmm. famous brand McDonald's mm-hmm. there was this there was quite a while where they were doing this big like McFlurries their non-dairy thing and like saying hey you can come and get it 
And quite a stink was caused from that because there were quite a few, like Muslims, for example, who were thinking, great, it's non-dairy. We can eat that. McFlurries were pig fat. That was the what they were made of instead of dairy. Yeah. And it's like... Oh. Yeah, that's like kind of one of the large things in them. Just ah, uh, so it's like it's dairy free, but it's not meat free. Yeah, like it's meaty it's even ice more cream. Meaty. And also, pig is also you know off oh the table my... for Muslims. Oh, that's like how um so KFC, also well known brand KFC, yeah, uh, released a vegan burger, but like cook it in the same oil as a chicken burger, and also like sometimes they just don't know apparently which one's which <laughs> so <laughs> i just like yeah i think that's the yeah. main one because yeah. it just looks exactly the same yeah and like i've had their vegan burger because i was like may as well give it a go what's it like it's okay yeah like it's it's fine if i ordered a chicken burger and got one of those by mistake i'd just be like a bit drier than normal but mm-hmm. tastes pretty much the same has it still got that what do they call it the secret herbs and spices yeah yeah, yeah. it's I mean, that's it, because that's most of the flavour at KFC, and everything tastes like chicken. It does. Even their um, potato and gravy. Pardon? Their potato and gravy. Yeah. Just tastes like chicken. I mean, the gravy is made from chicken, so... Yeah, good point. It makes sense. Yeah. So it's it's on fast food talk now. Yeah, I know, it's... uh... (laughs) But that's what happens when you talk about being vegan, I swear. It just, you turn into fast food addict. Yeah. Like, that's what you talk about, because there's so many vegan options for that. Yeah, which is good, and there's, there's, oh, there's the famous thing, you remember the vegan sausage roll at Greg's, which is, of course, still there. Is it? Okay. But just when it was announced, and a lot of just the weirdest, worst people were, like, protesting it. Oh, weird. Why? Because... I don't... Was it, like, a sub for a normal sausage roll, so you couldn't get a normal sausage roll? No, you could still get the normal sausage roll. They just didn't like that it existed. These people, you know what? There is room for them. There is literally room (laughs) for both in in those things. (laughs) But yeah, and they were protesting, and Piers Morgan was one of the many people who was like, no, this is an outrage. Um, But he's the worst. He is the worst. Can you say anything Yes, we can see that on Is this he going to hear this? <laughs> I, if he does, I'd be glad. I want him to feel Is bad. It's going to be one of those Twitter things where you get banned on Twitter. That happened once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happened once, and I'm back now. I can't. Oh, you're back on Twitter. Oh yeah, they they only banned me for a couple of weeks. Oh, it was like twelve days, I think, which seemed well, weird. And this was because of the. I I did two tweets. Mm. One was a uh, Twitter hint. No, it's like Twitter hack. If you want to, you can improve any tweet by assassinating Donald Trump. Uh-huh. And the second one was life hack, which was, I will give you £10 to assassinate <laughs> Donald Trump. And like Twitter was like, no, this is a, nope. a serious threat. <laughs> it's because this could be achieved by you. Yeah, it could. Like, I, it could be seen by one of my 30 <laughs> followers who will go, £10 is worth it. I need £10. Yeah. And uh, just for any listeners, that offer's still oh. going. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, so you're back on Twitter. Yeah, they they can't keep me off. <laughs> I can't keep myself <laughs> off. It's not it's not good content. I just retweet this podcast. Oh, I never, so. I never got on the um, on the Twitter 
It's probably that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all right. I don't know. It's well, like with most social media, you've got to cultivate your feed, oh. and they make it hard to do that. Twitter do. Yeah. Or social media. All social media. Does. I feel like you do a really good job on Instagram, though. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I'd like to see more content from you <laughs> on Instagram with you, please. Uh, I'll, I'll try. I'll try and remember <laughs> to do stuff. Yeah, if you could, some more mundane things. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'll never he- reach the heights I hit of my time in Japan unless I go back to Japan again. That was just um, every time you bought something from a corner shop. <laughs> the best, whatever it was, whatever yeah. weird food it was. Oh, it was, there was so much. Man, I miss Japan. <laughs> Japan's awesome. Did you ever just sometimes buy something from a corner shop? It looked like it was going to be, you know, um, like a pork bun or something like that. Yeah. It was sweet in the middle. Uh, I. Did I? I might have done. I think, like, quite a. F- there tended to be English labels on most things. Oh. So. And there was. Oh, there's still one of the things, this is a, like, I feel pretty bad about this because it's a pretty bad thing, but in some ways not. But there was one, like, shop, like, bento shop, bento shop near my hotel I went to quite often. And after I'd been there a couple of times, one of the guys said to me, like, oh, so where are you from? And I was just in such the headset of using my limited knowledge of Japanese <laughs> to try and decipher the meanings of things <laughs> that I took the English sentence so where are you from? And tried to examine it as a Japanese sentence <laughs> and was like, I don't know any of those words. None of those are Japanese words I know. And kind of had to go, oh, sorry, I don't speak Japanese, which feels like the most stereotypical, like, racist tourist oh thing God. to say. But when he said, no, I'm speaking English, and I was like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. He seemed to be like, oh, this was a genuine mistake from an yeah. idiot, rather than... <laughs> Aww. So, so, yeah, I spoke to that guy quite a bit. That's nice. But, yeah, um, so for the most part, I managed to escape that. I quite liked um, that there wasn't a lot of English around when I was there. It was yeah. one of the things that sort of was giving me the most anxiety when we were travelling there. Because, you know, if you go to Europe and... Um, it's another language, but it's the same alphabet, and you can kind of... Yeah. Words are f- more familiar. So when we were going to Japan, I was like, everything's going to be in kanji. I don't know what it's going to say. I'm not going to be able to make sense of anything. But then as soon as you're there, you kind of have to be like, okay, well, I just don't understand anything, and so I just have to go along. Yeah, you have to just learn the things like, this line on the floor is the one I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Oh, there was, I think it's Ueno train station is still one of the, is it Ueno? Might be Ueno. Mm. No, it wasn't. It was, um, oh, god damn it. Oh, now I'm just forgetting all the names. Uh, what's the one? The place with the Godzilla head. It's, it's in one of the districts in Tokyo. Mm. Uh, Shinjuku, I think. Oh, yeah. And that was just the most stressful train station because it's this labyrinth and you enter a shopping area within it and I'm like, I'm still in the train station oh, and goodness. you have to manoeuvre the whole thing. Wait, I think I remember that, actually. And yeah. Yeah. No, I think I know what you're talking about. And <laughs> Harry and I, you know how if you book, um, like with Airbnb, you can book experiences. Oh. Yeah. 
you know, so you can I've book a place really to used stay. Airbnb, so. Okay, so Airbnb, you can book like a place to stay, or you can book an experience. Yeah. Um, so something to do. So there was a yoga session oh. in the park, Ooh, and we nice. were there in May, and we were like, "Oh, that's going to be lovely." So we booked that. It was at that station. <laughs> it was so stressful to find them. We're like, "It's fine. Yeah. It's going to be yoga." And then the yoga was, I'm not even kidding, it was like two hours in the park. It was so long. <laughs> we were like halfway through and then she was like, and now I'm going to sit down, we're going to do face yoga. And we were like, what is going on? <laughs> it was just too much. Um, yeah. But yeah, Japan is great. Yeah. It's like... I, I wish part of me, I mean, we were discussing, like, before we started, how I have quite a maximalist decor. Mm-hmm. And part of me is just like, oh, if I went back to Japan, I could buy more Pokemon <laughs> merchandise. Because <laughs> I think you need some more. I do. Like, I've only got four of the uh, Mixolay Evolution pin <laughs> things. There's one here, one is not here. But, yeah, I've like, only got four of all them. All from Japan. Ah, uh, yeah. Because the thing is, I could get the remaining ones for £8 each on eBay. Or I could (laughs) fly to Japan. (laughs) Would you go somewhere else other than Tokyo? I think if I went again, it's kind of budget dependent because it kind of does work out cheaper to just stay in one place Mm -hmm. if you've got a reasonably priced hotel. But I would like, I think, to do kind of one week in Tokyo, one week elsewhere. Yeah. What were your movements when you went there? We were in Tokyo because we actually went for a wedding. Oh. Harry's, yeah, Harry's primary school friend married a Japanese woman. So oh, they had nice. a traditional Japanese wedding. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was three hours. The whole, <laughs> like the whole thing. Yeah. Like the wedding, the ceremony, the dinner, everything was three hours. It was the most efficient wedding I've yeah. ever been to. <laughs> Like, there was someone with a clipboard, and Harry and I did a performance, like, I sang a song, and they're like, you're going to sing at 2.27. I was like, okay. And like, and you're going to finish at 2.32. I was like, brilliant. Yeah. Um, when there was, like, dancing, it was the bride and groom coming in in their western wedding outfits. Yeah. People stood up, a song played, people were at their tables, did it like a little shimmy, <laughs> and then sat back down. And they were like, that's the dance. <laughs> that's, oh my god. I mean, like, I can definitely see the appeal where you're not like, oh, could we, like do we leave now? Is yeah. This, is this awkward? You knew when you had to leave. Yeah. I think they had three weddings a day in that venue. Oh, <laughs> so there's like a morning one. They got the 12 to 3 <laughs> slot. And then there's one in the evening. Oh, like, I can definitely respect that level of, like, turnabout. Yeah. Yeah. You can have a party elsewhere afterwards. Well, yeah, and that's what we did, and it was really nice, actually, because all the the parents and um, and the the adults. Yes. (laughs) The adults (laughs) went back to the hotel. The children went out, and we just, uh, we just went drinking, and that was when I got to try, um, you know, did you ever get given one of those little bowls of, like, animal intestines and things like that i did not know it's like super rich yeah but you don't know what it is and you're eating and you're like what rich meat this is what could it be and then you see one of them and you're like it looks like a little kidney but it can't be yeah and um and uh and some of the people we were with are obviously used to this and um akina who had gotten married she was like oh you don't want to eat that <laughs> 
that's a tiny sheep brain, and you're yeah. like, oh, okay. Great. Oh. <laughs> I reckon, like, I know what you were saying earlier, like, you know, be more careful about eating meat, but if someone was like, do you want to eat sheep brain, I'd be like, yes. I'd give it a go. Yeah. Give it a try. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't know what the health benefits are of sheep brain, but... Yeah. It's like the stuff you need for brains, I yeah. assume. Yeah, it's like those, you know, those things that are like, if it if it's shaped like the organ or whatever, it means it's good for it. Like a walnut is great for the brain because it looks like a brain. A sheep brain is good for the brain because it is a brain. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> I feel like a lot of our conversations have just turned to food. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a common <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate common ground. It is, yeah. If, if you don't talk about weather, you talk about food. Yeah. It's the obvious next thing. I mean, because, of course, knickers, being very big, can easily travel to anywhere he wants, <laughs> which is the wonder of his size. So, yeah, I'm bringing it back to the premise. I what? have to remember to do that occasionally. <laughs> bringing, wait, uh, what do you mean, though, that he can travel wherever he wants? Well, he's so big, he can just, like, step from country uh, to country, you know. <laughs> Hey. He's just one hop away from Japan. Yeah, he can just walk over the <laughs> ocean. Because Japan's fairly, like, I say close, not very close, but, like, Japan is closer to Australia than I intuitively think of it, it is. as being. Yeah, I think it's only, like, six-hour flight. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, just um, not bad. Where is Nickers in Australia? So Nickers is... Uh, ignoring the canon of this podcast for a minute, Nickers is near Perth, but not really near Perth. Like, Perth is the nearest city, but, you know, it's Australia. It's big, empty areas. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of the middle of nowhere, really. Yeah. Has anybody reached out to him since the fires? Uh, so, since the fires, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, Nickers can't have been harmed by them. He's way too big. Yeah. <laughs> So Nickers just spit in the fires when Yeah. <laughs> I have this mental image of him like in the forest and the trees are falling and they're just hitting him and cracking and all the other animals are cowering beneath him. He's got like koalas clinging to his legs. <laughs> Did you hear about the the wombats? No. So wombats in the fires were letting other animals into their like burrows oh my gosh. to protect them from the fires. Oh like, my gosh, that's cute. Yeah, so wombats are so much bigger than I thought. <laughs> I saw a picture and they're kind of like... Yeah, they're quite um round. Yeah. Like they've got really big round bodies. But in my head I kind of put them as like hedgehog sized mm. and then seeing one I'm like... Mm -mm. Oh. Mm -mm. No, they're yeah. like they're like if you go to a fair and you win a stuffed toy, <laughs> but towards the more impressive end of the stuffed toys. Yeah, like if you win a good stuffed toy. Mm. It's like a wombat-sized stuffed toy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were letting other animals into their burrows to keep them safe. That is so sweet. And there are like reports of them go leaving their burrows to herd other animals back towards them. Uh, is it like come one, come all animals, or are they like rabbits? No. <laughs> I didn't look into it that far. There's a chance that they were like, we will accept some animals. Yeah, this is where we learn about hate. 
Yeah. Well, they've learned it from the Australian yeah. government. So, <laughs> they're letting these animals, but those animals have to just be in a, a smaller burrow nearby yeah. to this one. And you see the Prime Minister Wombat going off to Hawaii <laughs> for holiday, and forcing other wombats to shake its hand. <laughs> oh, that was... Like, I just... Like, everything I saw during that, where he's like, I'm just going to grab your yeah. hand. And everyone's like... Don't do that. Yes, Don't stop. Do that. I must say, like, as a New Zealander, it's quite nice to see, for a change, another Prime Minister making a fool of themselves. Yeah. Does the New Zealand Prime Minister do that often? No, she doesn't anymore, but the one before, Jacinda, did definitely. Yeah. He John Key. Oh. He, um, he had a handshake mishap as well, which was <laughs> <laughs> like a thing in Australasia. He yeah. just can't seem to get it right. Um, <laughs> he had this thing uh, when the All Blacks won the Rugby World Cup, and he went to go and shake the captain's hand, but there was like some head of rugby there as well who also was going <laughs> to shake the captain's hand, and it was a three-way handshake. It <laughs> just did not work well. What were the mecha- were they all just like? Oh, it's like okay, so like All Blacks captain, this head of rugby or whatever, shaking hands, and then John Key just like patting on top, like trying to get in there somewhere. <laughs> like just wait. He was like, oh my god, where can I put my awkward hand now? <laughs> you, you just wait for the next handshake. <laughs> yeah, you just go and see. There's no room. Pull away. Yeah. Like, if you want to try and play it off, do the thing where you divert your yeah. hand up to your hair. Yeah. Um, and then the country loves you instead of people, like, watching it in slow-mo. Yeah. <laughs> you know that um, filter on Instagram with the falling leaves that, like, slowly zooms <laughs> in? Is that one of these sad music ones? Yeah, the one that's like... <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of bad prime ministers in the world, unfortunately. Yes, there are, as we know too well. Yeah, almost like, I don't know, the people who try and get power are often the ones who are unfitted for it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know. That's how we get in those situations. But hopefully Nickers will run for oh, prime yeah. minister somewhere. And what really we've been wanting to talk about is Nickers presidency which is coming up <laughs> well yeah you know super tuesday hasn't happened yet so there's there's still time for knickers to take it all yeah the unexpected candidate <laughs> the underdog he's so big that every vote for him counts as a million <laughs> yeah. and then when they're reading it they're like why did we write that in the, in the <laughs> yeah. thing that a very big candidate gets more votes and also because he's a cow yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. He gets another million just for being a cow. Because the beef industry is very much like, yes. And then afterwards they're like, wait, this cow can't be killed. This seems bad for us. Oh no. <laughs> like all of the vegans are voting for knickers and veganism is on the rise. Because everyone's so happy about this one cow surviving that, you know, it feels bad otherwise. Mm. Which is generally how I feel every time I eat beef nowadays. Except for these, there were some really good beef pies at my granddad's funeral that were just so, like, mm. I couldn't feel bad about that. Also, I was like, I was already sad about my granddad's funeral, you know. Yeah. That took priority. Yeah, you can't let the pie. Yeah. Also get They were very good, though. Mm-hmm. 
Was it just a classic beef? I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. It was like primarily beef, a kind of a cold pie, similar like a pork mm. pie style than a steak pie, but very good, very good pies. Mm-hmm. Um, we took my friend Leia. She came to New Zealand to be a bridesmaid. And we took her to get her a classic New Zealand pie Ooh. that you get from the petrol station. <laughs> what well, what's in a classic New Zealand pie? Um, like blue <laughs> for a start. Uh, no, it's it, so a classic one would be like mints. Yeah, but it is quite kind of. But these pies are cheap. They are cheap, dirty pies. Yeah, I read somewhere once that in every pie there's like one single pea or one single piece of corn yeah. because if they didn't have that vegetable in it they would be considered a sweet because the <laughs> amount of sugar that's in that pie <laughs> so they have to like yeah. give it a reason to make it savory and there is like always like a lone pea in your pie and you're like how yeah. did you get there and that, one, that one cook on the assembly line who's just picking up one pea yeah. and putting it in <laughs> You were a sweet, now you're a savoury. Does that work for other things? If you like put one pea on a cheesecake, is that now a savoury meal? No, it, it could be. Yeah. That could be how it works. <laughs> if so, that's Does what, that make it dinner? That's like, the loophole of the century. <laughs> it tastes like a dessert, yeah, but it's dinner. But it's dinner. Um, I think Leia actually got a butter chicken pie. Ooh. Because that has a flavour there. Uh, but yeah, they're filthy things. Yeah. <laughs> the pie you had sounds a lot better. Yeah, it was, you know, funeral catering, which I always imagine must be a weird yeah. thing to be in. I used to know a guy who was an organ player, mm-hmm. and he would talk about how it's weird at, like, at, at weddings, it's great because you get to play mm-hmm. and then you get your food in it, and it's a happy occasion. Yeah, yeah. Whereas when it's a funeral and he's there, like, I'm getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is sad. Job. Yeah. Yeah, that must be hard. Yeah. Like, I suppose just the whole funeral industry, really. Just, you know. I remember reading that there's, like, an old uh, etiquette thing where undertakers are, like, or it's own undertakers, they're also the people who do funeral direction, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I presume it from like oh. oh no oh are undertakers the executioners wait oh what <laughs> uh, uh, undertakers are usually people that work in the morgue oh, okay. and a morgue is usually attached to a hospital okay All so right. yeah more people do so but like pe- funeral directors are at a funeral okay so I, th- I think it's funeral directors I'm thinking of mm-hmm. are in etiquette not supposed to say to people how are you yeah, interesting. Because it's got that implication of, mm, are you ready for my business? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um I worked at a funeral home before. Oh, you did, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't even know if I say the name of it on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they were terrible. <laughs> like, I swear... Well, they definitely asked people how they were. Yeah. Um, but I that was probably one of the better rules that they broke. Oh, boy. They were, like, unbelievable. They were like putting was... clown wigs on the corpses. 
you know what? Like, sometimes I was just meant to be working on reception there. Yeah. And sometimes you'd get a phone call and what was happening on the other end, you're like, I couldn't write this. Like, I, I got a phone call once from someone, one of the funeral directors who was at um, the gravesite, and he was like, they they have dug up the wrong plot. <laughs> and they have buried this person in the wrong plot. Oh, no. I know, and I was like... What what the hell am I supposed to do with this information for a start? Yeah. Like I'm a temp receptionist. <laughs> Don't tell me this. But also, like, how does it? I, I feel like that's something you see in a weird like comedy. Yeah. I was like, this isn't real. Because surely the headstone's already there. Yeah. Like, yeah, you'd think someone you'd, would have gone. You'd think, eh? Yeah. But, like you have one job. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to dig a hole in the right place. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah, it was always stuff like that. Oh, it definitely one of, um, was my last temp job, in fact. Oh. <laughs> yes, my, my last, um, but uh, probably one of the best ones. Yeah. Because it was just so weird. Well, you get stories out of that one, at least. Yeah, definitely. Like, I could probably, like, write a whole novel about it. <laughs> And then just change the name of the funeral home to, like, a rhyming version of what yeah. it actually like, is. Blim Blompton's funeral home. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, that, what does that mean his name is? Jim Jonathan? <laughs> Jim Jonathan. Oh, yeah. Were there any, ever any Weekend at Bernie's type situations? What are yeah. they? Or, like, you had to puppeteer one of the bodies? No. I, I've never seen Weekend at Bernie's, and I don't know anyone who has... But I still reference it a lot. <laughs> what does he do? Pup, wait, like so, pick up a body. So the, a weekend at Bernie's. I don't entirely know the setup, but there's this guy called Bernie, and he mm-hmm. dies. And I think, and these two guys have to puppeteer his body to make it look like he's alive for this uh, weekend. Oh my gosh! And I think they're trying to get treasure or something. I don't know quite how. There might be an assassin involved. No, that never happened, unfortunately. Okay. But I did hear a story on another podcast. Ooh. Ooh, this is weird, talking about a podcast on a podcast. Yeah. On a podcast called My Favourite Murder. Okay. Um, I'll edit out the name. Yeah. <laughs> no, everyone needs to listen. It's so good. Um, and I'm sure they look, don't mind us sharing the story. Um, they had someone write in and tell them about, like, you know, they get people to write in and tell them their little weird hometown stories. And one of them said that um, there was someone who worked at uh, at a mall. Yeah. And, um, and they were walking past one night and they saw that the lights were on and they're like, well, that's really weird. Like, there's not meant to be anybody there. And it was Thanksgiving or something like that. And they're like, oh, what the hell is going on? So they, like went in to go and see who was there, went downstairs, and one of the undertakers or, like, were the people who worked there, who, like, this is sad because they had no family. Yeah. Anyway, they laid out a whole Thanksgiving dinner and, like, sat up the corpses at the table (laughs) (laughs) who were, like, having a Thanksgiving dinner and, like... Yeah. Oh, boy. Like, isn't that... Oh, my God. It's one of those things that's never going to leave me. Yeah. And it's, because, like, when you started telling it, I was like, 
is it someone whose family recently died spending Thanksgiving with them? Yeah. But it's, if it's just strangers' just someone, bodies. Yeah, just like someone who works there and... Yeah. Oh. Oh. I know. It's so sad, but also just so creepy. Yeah, like... Yeah, if it's someone who feels like alienated with people and only at home with the bodies, but still, yeah. it, it's still weird. It is. Whichever way you cut it. Yeah. When I started working at the funeral home as well, I couldn't eat lunch for like two weeks. Because <laughs> oh. it was just like, the just the whole concept of everything was just really putting me off. Yeah. I couldn't eat a Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. I just couldn't. Was there a crematorium on the site, or? No, no, they got... Um, taken it, like most people who get cremated have their service at the crematorium as well. Oh, okay. And so they'd have a service there, and then, and then get cremated there. But yeah, there's some like it's quite a quite a fascinating sort of industry. Yeah. Like there's um there was one woman who'd been there for over a year. This so, is going to sound like a macabre question, but was she alive or dead? She was dead. Okay. One body had been there for over a year. Yeah. And um, they couldn't do anything with it because nobody had come in and given what they call a green slip, which is essentially a death certificate. Okay. And if nobody gives the funeral home a death certificate, they don't, like, they legally can't do anything yeah. with the body apart from just hold on to it. But, like, no one had come forward to say, isn't it, it's just, like, situations like that, because just, I don't know if she had no family, or just people just didn't get on to it. I mean, you think the government at least could at some point. Yeah, and they can, but they also have to have, like, I don't know how long you'd have to wait for, but... Yeah, also the government is not good at what they do, so... Mm. Because like, I, cause, you know, I used to work in pensions, and there was a yes. lot of a lot of my job was just saying to the government, like, no, this person has a pension, you just forgot about it. Oh my god! And also one one anecdote that I tell every now and again about one time when we had proof that this person should be having a pension, I sent this to the government, and their response was, "Well, they are quite old, so could we just assume that they have died?" and discontinue their pension. And I was like, no, we cannot. You are the government. You can't unexist someone. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it was just so kind of like, to just see that in the text box, and I was like reading it like, no, I got this wrong. I read it Did wrong. Did somebody somehow. type that? Somebody typed that. Yeah, someone at the gut and... I can only assume, because when I responded back saying, please reconsider, <laughs> they, they got quite a prompt response that was, we have reconsidered from a different person, <laughs> and I was like, someone got reassigned. Yeah, we have definitely reconsidered. You should have been like, could you also assume that I'm dead? <laughs> yeah, do it for me as well. Yeah. Cancel my student loans. Yeah. Which, oh boy. Oh my gosh, that is bad. That is terrible. Yeah. Hmm. So, thank you very much for talking <laughs> with me about Nick as the Cow today. <laughs> Even if he was not, not primarily in it, but a jumping off point at least. He was always at the back of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> and as I frequently say in season two, 
we are allowed to just use Nickers as a jumping off point. It's alright if it just becomes a general conversation episode. Leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah, John Gallagher keeps being like, Philip, the episode's wrong. <laughs> he doesn't actually. He, he did once. But... John, stop it. Yeah, John. So yeah. So yeah, thank you very much for Thanks joining for me. Thanks for indulging me. Yeah. And uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? If anybody ever sees Philip in person. <laughs> Which you probably will. Yeah. I'm not planning it. <laughs> Let me start that again. Next time you see Philip in person, ask him to tell you the joke about Titanic. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. That's my plug. Right, thank you. <laughs> You're and, welcome. And if you want news about the Big Cow Podcast, you can follow it on at Big Cow Podcast at Twitter. Also, just a reminder, this is going to, after this episode, we're going to be on break for a couple of weeks so I can rebuild up the backlog. Hooray. Ooh. So, yeah. Thank you once again, and thanks for listening. And there's a big cow. We've had some big talk. And this is a big goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.